Matthew chapter 6, verses 22-23, Amplified. As I traversed back over the beginning of the year and I was looking at all of the messages that Holy Spirit has delivered unto us, the things that he was spoken, it all surrounded a change of perspective. Every message was dealing with the believer changing his or her perspective. So we're going to talk about that today. A change, will you say this out loud? A change, a change. of perspective. Amen. So when you go back and those of you who are good note takers, go back and just look at your notes. And I submit to you everything the Holy Spirit spoke to us concerning. It was about men of God changing our perspective. Now, my optometrist been texting me all week to get a checkup. So about a year or so ago, I went and uh, got some uh, reading glasses, real ones, not the ones you buy out of the store because they can damage your eyes. So I went and got <laughs> some that were prescribed by a real physician. Um, so after about a year, you know, they w want you to come in and make sure everything is, make sure that your perspective <laughs> is still right. And I only need them for reading. And I use them when I read. So, and many of us are in that place now that we're at the end of this year where, you know, Holy Spirit is encouraging us to check our perspective. Now watch this. Perhaps some need a change in their perspective while others may need just a little focal adjustment. In other words, you were on point, but somewhere along the way, you allowed your focus <laughs> to change. Whereas there are some who have never changed their perspective. So let's talk about a change of perspective. What do, you, what, what do I mean by that? A change in attitude, a, a change in our context, a change in our viewpoint, a change in our mindset. In other words, as Pastor T would say, that mental shift, that paradigm shift. And, and one of the things, and I would write this down, uh, is that we have to understand is that your perspective defines your experience. Your perspective defines your... I wish I was talking to a church that was alive today. Your perspective... It's okay. You know, tax season coming right up, so whatever you spent during the Christmas holidays, maybe you can recoup. But nonetheless, God is good. God is great, and he's worthy to be praised. I'm fine. I, you know, I, I didn't... I didn't do no crazy spending. God blessed me. It, it, why? Because I give. So I, I got a lot. You know, I was blessed tremendously. And watch this. I was able to bless others too. Why? Because he said he would bless you to be a blessing. So I'm good. I'm fine, man. I'm happy. <laughs> so, so if you sad this morning, man, you know, take it back. I hope you kept the receipt or something, you know. But, but you know, but don't let the enemy steal your joy. God is great. Amen. 
Matthew 6, 23, verses 22, 23. Of course, uh, Jesus is preaching what is known as the Sermon on the Mount, and he shifts uh, around verse 19 and begins to deal in the area of stewardship. But I want to show you something here. How our perception or how we perceive things is vitally important. Verse 22, ready? Let's read. The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is clear, watch this, spiritually perceptive, your whole body will be full of light, benefiting from God's... Pre now, precepts can also be understood as principles, his laws, commandments, things that he hath said. So it, it, the only way I can benefit from God's laws, his promises, I have to see them correctly. So in other words, I can't benefit, benefit from God if my view or perception of God is altered. And understand this, when my perception is altered, I am not in agreement with God. And the only way I can get into, the only way I can please God is to be in agreement with him, right? For without faith, it is impossible to please. And we know that word please in the Greek, it means to be in agreement, to satisfy fully. So the only way I can satisfy God from that, because what Jesus did satisfy the Father, but what I can do is agree with him by believing what he said. And watch this, if I have a different viewpoint of God, then we're not in agreement. Therefore, I can't benefit from his precepts, his principles, if I don't agree with him. Are you with me? So if, if, the eye, so if my eye is good, if, if, there's, if I can spiritually perceive what he is saying, guess what? I can benefit from God's precepts. Why? Because my body is full of light. Verse 23, but if your eye is, if your eye is bad, mean, meaning spiritually what? Blind, your whole body will be full of, watch this, devoid of God's precepts. In other words, when my, when, when my perception is off, then I am void of God's, what? Precepts. Therefore, I cannot benefit from his precepts. Why? Because my vision is obscured. I can't see it clearly. And if I'm not in agreement, and listen, and you have a lot of believers who are truly saved, love God, but they're not recipients of his precepts because there are, are, are mindsets or beliefs that has not been challenged. So their perception is still wrong in a lot of areas. Absolutely. Are you here? But if your eyes bad, spiritually blind, your whole body would be full of darkness, devoid of God's precepts. So if, watch this, the very light inside of your inner self, do you see this? Your heart, your conscience is darkness. How great and what? Is that darkness. So there it is. You have a lot of people who have not changed their perspective. And they'll sit up on the word week in, week out with the same perspective. Therefore, enabling them to benefit from God's precepts. Here's a couple of things that he's saying right here in, the text, in this text. Write this down. 
The man who tries to look at God and the world at the same time will see neither clearly. In fact, he would not see, he would not see them at all. So it, when you try to look at God's way and the world's way or another, listen, let God be true and every man a liar. <laughs> Are you here? So the man who tries to look at God in the world at the same time will see neither clearly. In fact, he will not see at all. Uh, something else he is saying is that spiritual perception is our capacity to see clearly, watch this, who we are in God, what God wants for us. Are you here? As well as who he is to us. And you watch this. If, if I don't align my viewpoint, my perspective, along with God's perspective, we will never be in agreement. That's why we are told not to be conformed to this world, but be transformed. One translation says, be transformed by letting God change the way you think. Are you here? So here, we understand that when I see things right, and here's the thing, when you believe right, you can see right. When you believe wrong, you see wrong. When you believe right, you see right. When you believe wrong, guess what? How great is that darkness? You hear? And here's the thing, <clears throat> the reason why we have to constantly check ourselves, because even though you might be spiritually perceptive today, it can easily be clouded by what? Selfish desires, self selfish interests, selfish goals that go against uh, what God's desire. So it's easy, very easily uh, to get off course if I don't maintain my Perspective. That's why Holy Spirit is so vitally important. That's what we've been talking about in weeks past. Now, what, write this down. Perception can be defined as what you experience and interpret through your beliefs. So, again, if I believe wrong, I'm going to see wrong. That's why it's so important that we guard our hearts. For out of it flows what? The issues. And um, maybe you knew it, maybe you didn't. But whatever issues you had before you became a believer, once you become a believer, those issues came along with you. Whatever issues you had, <laughs> whatever, whatever proclivities you had, idiosyncrasies, whatever you want to call them, habits that you had before you received Jesus, those same habits, wherever you were at when you received them, whether you were at the altar, in your seat, in, in, in the foyer, wherever you received Jesus, those thoughts came along with you. And the only, and the way we see a change or manifestation, an outward manifestation, there has to be some changes going on internally. Are you with me? In other words, my perception, my mind has to be renewed. And for the believer, 
our thoughts should be in line or in agreement with God's thoughts. Now, I want to say this again because when your thoughts are not in alignment with God's thoughts, guess what? You're not in agreement. Therefore, you cannot benefit saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled from his precepts if you are not in agreement with God. So you can pray, you can cry, and just because you pray, that, that that's not a necessarily a, 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 a gauge that to say that you are in agreement with God, because some people still pray, but their belief about God is wrong. On one end, they pray for it, man of God, but on the other end, they don't believe that they've been good enough to receive it. <laughs> and when it don't come, you're thinking that perhaps because of my indiscretion, perhaps because of this, God is, is, is not going to bless me. No, no. It didn't come because of what you did. It didn't come because of the way you believe. And some are like those that uh, uh, apostles talked about. And he said that in, in Colossians that, you know, there was a time where we were alienated. And enemies of God in our minds. It wasn't that we was his. En we was in it was in our minds we were enemies. Go to Colossians one. Let me show you. Colossians one twenty. Uh, twenty something. Twenty two. Twenty three. Somewhere in there. Let me. Are you here? Twenty one and twenty two. New King James. Let me show you something. Didn't intend to go here. And you who were once what? Alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works. You have this a whole nother teaching. Yet uh, now he has what reconciled in the body of his flesh. Watch this. Through death to present you holy, blameless, and above reproach. So listen, when you go before God, do you see yourself as being holy? Do you see yourself as being blameless and above reproach in his sight? Or do you, I'm coming to you, this old wretched sinner. That's why you didn't get it. We used to present yourself before God as, I'm, Lord, you know what I did, but I'm still holy. I still see myself blameless before you, not because of what I did, but because of what Jesus, and he sees us in light of his son. And you have people who are not receiving or benefiting from God's precepts because they're, they're enemies to God in their minds, not in his mind. He loves you. That's why y'all hear me say all the time, y'all better stop this. God got to test you. For what? Why does he have to test you to bless you? Now, now again, that's under work, saying I got to be good enough to get this. And Jesus died in vain if I got to still be tested. No, you don't receive because you don't believe. In other words, not in agreement with God. Quit that, just going a whole new different way. Quit seeing yourselves as un, un, uh, uh, unworthy. I don't deserve to be blessed. Oh, had not I done that, then maybe.
it, it, I remember one time a, a, a member, I guess, got caught up in some nonsense and got pregnant and the baby died. And she said, God, kept, God did not kill that baby. I don't know why the baby died, but God, he, he doesn't. Listen, again, <laughs> the whole purpose of why Jesus came, guys, is that is so we could be right before God, where our performance no longer justified us before the Father. That's a classic case of when bad things happen. Notice how warped the mindset is. We automatically blame God. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I came that they may have life. No, I'm the life giver. Now, I don't know why the baby died, but stop saying God did it. I don't know why you had a flat tire and hit a pole, but don't say God did it. I mean, you lived. But let's stop saying God did it. Are you here? So you have a lot of people can't receive from God because in their minds, they're enemies. So they're not receiving because they, they, they don't present themselves before God as being holy, as being blameless, as being above reproach in his sight. See, that's how I go to God. That's how I go. See, it's working for me, Minister Tillery. I go before God. Father, I thank you. This is your holy son, Rex. I think that I'm blameless before you and above reproach in your sight. Now, you already know the things I have need of, and I receive them by faith and going about my business. Don't take all these long, man, they don't take all that with. He already knows, so it, I don't have to go through this long litany of notes and, and think. He already knows what I have need of. Now, I go pray in the spirit if I have a long, but I don't, I don't need to do either my Lord. Now, you know now. Are you here? So stop seeing yourself as unworthy. And that's what's happening to people that you have a little misstep. No, I, mean, I just I ain't, I, ain't, I, ain't, I ain't no good. I'm just I'm just old wretched. Just just wretched. Can I show you something? In Romans 8, verse 1, I want to show you from the original translation what it says. Because we've misquoted that because, uh, let, let me show something. Go to Romans, man, do all this for today. Go to Romans 8, 1. Let me help somebody. Because I, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. This, this <coughs> what we've been made to do it's too hard, man. I'm not doing that. No. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I know some preachers probably want to invite me to preach, and some of y'all are probably going to leave, but I, I'm not doing this hard gospel thing. And this, God, God's better than that. It's the, this negating why Jesus came. It ain't, listen, Jesus said, my yoke is easy. Now, y'all make it too hard, man. All these rules and regulations and do's and don'ts, it's foolishness. 
This is how it reads in original language. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ, period. The King James, New King James says, uh, uh, who walk according to the flesh, uh, who walk according to the spirit, not to the flesh. That was inserted. The original, it reads just like this. So whether you walking up or not, there is therefore now no condemnation. And when you understand that, you will present yourself before God as being holy, blameless. And see, that's how you come out of that nonsense. The reason why people stay in that nonsense because they see themselves unworthy and they get and they get condemned and they feel bad and they well, I might as well keep on doing it because I ain't no good anyhow. Are you here? Are you here? I wrote this down. Listen, it said um, that the scribes, watch this, was evidently motivated. I tell you what, show the, the original. Show the new King James. Let me show you something. Watch this. There's uh, therefore now no condemnation to all in Christ who do not what, what, walk according to the flesh. But See, that's how we've always read it. But in original, go back to the original. That's how it's rendered. Now, watch this. The extra that we've seen. This is what study says. Study suggested that the scribes were evidently motivated, listen to this, to add such qualifications to insulate or water down Paul's gospel from charges that it was characterized by too much grace. In other words, they were saying, this thing can't be that good. So we have to add, we're going to insert this because the God, it, it can't be this good. Are y'all here? So it was inserted to perhaps water down this gospel. It can't be that good. It is that good. No, what's not good is the mess that we've been fed. Now, how do we get on that? So start presenting yourself before God and, and, and quit going with all your stuff that you're working on. I'm still of this. I'm still of that. I'm still of that. Lord, you know I'm still working on that. And presenting yourself as being whole. Go back to it. And blameless. Are you here? <laughs> and, and, and quit seeing God as an enemy in your mind. He is not mad at you, but he is madly in love with you. Are you with me? I don't think, don't you, don't another day you think God is angry and mad at you. Who am I talking to? See, you know why it's hard to believe? Because of the mindsets that we, that we formulate in God. It just can't be. It, no, no, man, that, no, man, it, it, no, no, mm-mm. Therefore, they're not benefiting from his precepts. God is good. And in him, there is no darkness at all. He's good. 
When you go before the Father today, go before him as being blameless. See, it'll change your prayer life. It'll change how, how, you, how you go before God. And some still, they jacked up now because of the way they've been presenting themselves before God. And, and, and again, not benefiting from his precepts because they're not in agreement I can't see myself as his beloved like he sees us. Watch this. If, if I see myself as an enemy and he sees me as the beloved, I'm not in agreement. Why? Because I think I'm an enemy. Watch this. So when things don't manifest, it, it, oh, it's this, it's that. No, my believing is wrong. My believing is not in alignment with what God thinks of me. <laughs> Stop. Let, let me tell you something. And I say it, and I'm going to keep saying it. To he, Jesus, get back. That's why you don't never hear me saying, oh, he's going he, 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 he to bless you when you do right, when, when you get yourself together. See, again, now I'm back up under the law. So when, when am I together? Or what's good enough where I can get the blessing now? No, when I get, <clears throat> when I come into agreement is when things will manifest, not when I cross every T and dot every I. That can explain why somebody can get in agreement with the law of sowing and reaping. Be a stone cold atheist and live like a king in earth because they have gotten into agreement with the law of sowing and reaping. And here you trying to beat somebody over here with the Bible, not even in agreement, and living like a slave. He will reign on the just as well as the unjust. What that means that God will even extend his mercy upon those who oppose him. So if a heathen put certain principles in line, they have to work for him or her. While we still around believing that when I'm good, I'm going to get mine. It'll never come trying to be good. It'll come when you align your thoughts with what the Father has said about you. Are you here? Notice, he said, when your spiritual perception is bad, the whole, how great is that darkness, man? It's like this, when you're off, you're off. And when you're on, that, that was a nugget. I burned, I don't know how many minutes. Trying to help you. So when you go before the Father today, go as, Father, this is Damien, your holy son, <laughs> who's blameless before you. <laughs> Are you here? Who's above reproach? Stop going on. This is me, an old wretched man that I am. No. Holy. That's how you do it. Huh? Not, Lord, Father, this is Tish. 
Now, you know, see, that, that's not how you present yourself. Because to present yourself any other way is not to be in agreement. No, I'm presenting myself holy. <laughs> see, see, we keep thinking what you do, make, that ain't what makes you holy. You're holy because he called you holy. The word saint, the Greek word hagios, simply means holy. You, you are holy by the mere fact that you are a child of the covenant. And when he says be holy, he's not saying be holy in the sense of you're not holy. Recognize that you are holy. Be that. What? Holy. Why? Because that's what you are. Holy. Are you here? So stop seeing yourself as not being justified before the Father. Again, like I said, holiness has nothing to do with all this. See, that, that's bondage. Huh? What you wear doesn't justify you before the Father, man. Because, again, you can wear whatever and still not benefit from his precepts because you don't believe that you are holy. You believe you're holy because of what you do. Works. For by grace you have been saved through faith. Agreement. Not by works. Lest any man should boast. See, when you do it by works, see, now you're caught up in foolish pride. See, yeah, yeah, I'm this, I'm that. No, it ain't based upon what you do. Are you here? Say this, I'm holy before God. I'm blameless before God. I'm above re reproach before the Father. This thing done went down. I don't know. We'll talk about it a little bit. Maybe I'll share it Tuesday. Hey. I, and I've been studying for a while. The, the other day it dawned on me. Um, and I was telling the pastor about it. And see, when I was 12 years old, I was called a preacher. And I remember life was just that. I was outside playing on the back of my father's truck. Then I heard my name. Like, who, who called me? Rex, okay, who? Did you call me? Everybody minding their own business. <laughs> I kept, and I heard it, heard it, heard it. Then I ran in the house, told my dad, like, hey man, somebody's calling me. <laughs> well, I didn't say, hey man, but dad, you know. <laughs> I might have said, man, because I was frightened. So he sat me in his lap, knowing me all, and just calmed me down. Then I kept hearing preach the gospel. But you know what? It just dawned on me. Cause I know what, what is the deal? What's up, man? And he said, preach the gospel. And I, I don't went all these years. Not that I wasn't preaching it, but my assignment is to preach. Gospel. It took me a minute to get that revelation. But I got it and I'm not going to let it go. Watch this. In the gospel, watch this. The gospel is not just Jesus came, 
died, rose, seen, ascended, and seated. No. The gospel has to do with the freedom that we have in Christ. Listen. When you talk about grace, you're talking about the gospel. When you're talking about the good news, listen, in this morning, you, 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 you don't have to be sick anymore. The gospel's bigger than that. You don't have to be broke anymore. It's bigger than that. You no longer have to be spiritually dead. It's much broader. Those are good, but that's not the gospel in its totality. The gospel is realizing that Christ set you free. Watch this. And what that means, and it's understanding what that freedom is. Are you here? Not this stuff that, that and a lot of it was my default because, again, we, you know, we do what we see. They did it. Now you're doing it. And, and this is another thing about the beliefs, about the wrong perception. We never challenge whether or not these beliefs are true or not. We just go with it. But it's not supposed to be hard. It, 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 what it is, our perspective. Perspectives have been wrong. And there's no way, watch this, you could have the right perspective, man of God, and not want to do Watch this. When you have the right perspective, you want to be a part of something, like Pastor said, that's bigger than big and greater than great. Listen, when you have the right perspective, you have the mentality, how can I help? Not what you can do. To, what's that say? What can you do to help me know? What can I do to assist and help? And guess what, we, guess what we've been commissioned to do? What's the Great Commission? Going to all the world and the gospel. And we got to admit, so I'm telling you now, what we're going to be learning about, how, and I'm a teaching however long, but we're going to be talking about what the gospel really is. Because I think we've had bits and pieces, but not the full meaning of what the gospel. Because if it's good news, it should be good news. Hmm? And it, watch this. And good news is that God sees you as holy and blameless and above. It. <laughs> hey, isn't that good news? To know, isn't it good news to know that I'm not, I mean, I was an enemy only in my mind. God is not mad at me. That's good news. I'm done. I'm going to end with, go back to, to verse Romans 8, 1. I love that verse. Watch this, that translation. What does it say? There's no what? Let me give you this first. Now I'm going to skip it. All the middle parts. How can, I, how can I 
get my perspective right, Holy Spirit. Let me show you this and I'm done. Man, see, watch this. Perfect love cast out all what? Huh? When you see, when you really understand how God loves you, you won't walk around fearful and afraid. No. When you get in your car to go somewhere, you won't be fearful. I don't care who have an accident. I'm not worried about it. I'm covered by the blood. I don't care who. I hear it all, you know people take me with motorcycles. Uh, I, don't, I don't care who has an accident. God bless you, but I, I ain't worried about being in one. Why? Because I'm covered by the blood. You could die getting choked on water, but I don't see nobody in a panic over it. See, see how we, we, we let people try to get us in fear. <clears throat> Choke on a bone. So that, that's the enemy's way of trying to... But when you know you love perfectly, there's no fear, man. For he has not given us the spirit of... Are you here? Let me give you this verse. Verses, I'm done. Uh, if I were you, <laughs> I'd start going before the Father in a whole new different fashion, man. Stop all that tuning up and carrying on. Just, just presenting yourself as, Father, this is your son, Frederick. You see me as holy, blameless, and above reproach. Stop bringing up all that other stuff. Yeah, you know, I, you, you know what I did. He already know what you did. And see, watch this. The, the more you see yourself that way, you'll walk out of that foolishness. Absolutely, yeah. You, you see, you, you have to remember, uh, 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 grace is beyond or more than just God's unmerited, undeserved favor. It also means God's enabling power. So he enables. Enables you. How, did you, how, how could you do that? Because of his love, his grace enables you to. Are you here? Uh, boy, I left out some good nuggets, but here, here watch this. So how, how can I restore the proper perspective? The, uh, John 16, I said this before, Holy Spirit, and people been sleeping the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, you want to get, you want the advantage let Holy Spirit help you. Look at your name and say, if you want the advantage, let Holy Spirit help you. Watch the uh, John 16, 7 through 11 amplified version. The, the reason why I was focused on that, um, notice again, man, you, you're your justification comes through being in agreement with God, man. Not by what you do. Do you hear me? Your justification comes through being in agreement with God. Again, man of God, if my perspective is not like God's, I cannot benefit from his principles. Although you're saved, If I'm not in agreement, you know what that means? I'm not in agreement. Does he still love me? Absolutely. Things are not procured because you saved and got some time in. No, that ain't how it worked. 
Well, how do I get it? Get in agreement. Uh, watch this. But I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away for. If I do not go away, come on, let's read. The helper, comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, standby will not come to you. But if I go, I will send what? Him, Holy Spirit, to you to be in close fellowship with you. And he, when he comes, will convict. Wait, wait, hold on. Wait, wait, let, let, let's. Since y'all in here, let's talk about this. And uh, when he comes, he will convict the world of sin, not us. Stop trying to convict. You're not God, man. Quit. Don't you tell another person they got to clean up anything. Just come to worship. Wear what you have. Stop all that. You can't come looking like you. Come. Just come. You're not God, man. Are you here? Who will convict? Holy Spirit. And watch this, of the guilt and sin, what? And the need of a, say, keep going. <laughs> no, no, hold on, now, hold up. We just seen that he will convict the world concerning, what? The sin. And righteousness, hold on, a sinner is not a righteous person. He will convict us about Righteousness. I said this to y'all a couple weeks ago. Y'all remember I said here, Holy Spirit convict y'all? Convicted? No, no, I didn't. I put it on Facebook. That's what it was. Who, who's seen that about? He convicted. Okay. Now watch this. He, don't convict, he convicts the sinner of sin. He convicts us of righteousness. What do you mean uh, uh, of righteousness? Uh, we can go down. I'm going to show you. And righteousness about what? Judgment. Uh, and sin, uh, what, excuse me, sin in the true nature. Uh, because they do not believe. Again, now he's talking again about the believer. And my message about righteousness, here it go. What? Personal. It, so, so when God convicts us, look, listen, he's reminding us of who we are. About personal integrity. Your God, do you realize who you are in me? Your godly character. Are you here? And because I'm going to Father, you no longer see me no more. And of course about judgment, that's talking about the devil. And the certainty of it because uh, the ruler of this world, Satan, has been judged. But, but watch this. Verse 9 says about the uh, true nature of sin because they do not believe. Uh, and, and my message, verse 10, and about righteousness. Watch this. Personal integrity and godly character. So, who's, uh, so who, who is my helper? So when that personal integrity, when that integrity gets off, see a righteous man is guided by his integrity. Holy Spirit is going to convict us on that. So and I said I wanted you to see that because there's no way. Watch this, that you can let Holy Spirit uh, uh, help you, and you stay in darkness, man. No way. Why? Because He's going to remind you of. Believers don't hold grudges. Believers don't walk in offense. Believers honor me. But see, 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 he, he's not going to let me remain. And no, he's, he's going to remind me, man, of God. Are you here? Last verse. And I'm still praying this over y'all like Paul. 
Ephesians 1.18, Amplified Version. Watch this. And I pray that the eyes of your understanding of your heart, the very center and core of your being, may be what? Not full of darkness. Again, who's going to help us do this? Holy Spirit. Look, flooded with light by who? So if there's darkness, guess who's going to bring the light? Holy, flooded with light by who? Holy Spirit. So that you will know and cherish the hope, the divine guarantee, the confident expectation to uh, which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. Of course, God's people. You know, there needs to be just a change of perspective, man. That's it. Watch this. I think Jim Brown said this. He said, your, your perception is your problem. So a lot of people issues being man of God, they've been perceiving things wrong. And when I perceive wrong, you cannot benefit from God's precepts. Does he love me? Yeah. And, and if they watch this, if they just came just because I'm a believer, you, you wouldn't have to be in agreement for anything. You have everything you need. Right? Why? Because they just come. Why? Because I'm saved. I'm a Christian. Yeah, but you have to be in agreement with God in order to be a recipient of God's precepts. Your life won't change until you change your perspective. Pastor T says this all the time. We don't see things as they are. We see them as we are. As a man thinking in his heart. So is he. I want to admonish you. Don't enter into 2020 with the same perspective. Pastor, I got a pretty good perspective. Yeah, but there's a whole nother level of living. Matter of fact, you won't live, be, you, you, you can't live beyond what you perceive. So again, if I perceive wrong, guess what? If I perceive wrong, my body would be full of darkness. Therefore, it, 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 and here's the thing about believing something. You know, it's only true to the person who believes it. That's the thing. That's, that's one of the downsides about having the wrong perception. It's only true to the individual who has bought into it. Well, how, how do I measure, how, Pastor, how do I know whether or not my perception is right? What's the gauge? The Word of God. What, what do you mean the Word of God? You, you weigh it against the Word. The Word says this, my, my perception is way off, so guess what? I need to bring my, uh, my thoughts in the, into agreement with what the Word of God says. If I, again, if I want to be a benefit of His precepts. Are you here? 
I gave you, I don't think I finished this definition, but I said perception can be defined as what you experience and interpret through your beliefs. In other words, when you form a belief about something, watch this, and don't bother to substantiate it whether you believe it is true or not, you have a perception. So everything that you have thought or, or you thought to be true about church, people, life, marriage, whatever, when, once you become a believer, you need to weigh all that against the word. Because some of it may be true, and some of it, some of it may not be true. Just like if someone grew up in a house where there was a, an overuse uh, of alcohol or there was a, a abuse. See, they can develop a mindset that this is how it's supposed to be. Or that everybody who drinks are alcoholics or they beat on their spouse. Or do this, this. Why? Because it's a, it's, it's a mindset that they develop, but it's only true to them. If you come from a church and the preacher was whatever, you can sit up over here and think the same thing about me and Pastor T based upon the lie that you believed about. And, and watch this. Look at the, the wonderful things that we've missed out on. Or think about all the wonderful things we've missed out on all because of the wrong perception. Watch this. Even good connections, but because somebody else had a bad perception of him or her, they deterred you away from being connected to somebody that could potentially help take you to the next level. But since they didn't like, they projected that false belief onto you. Yeah, it's true. Are you here? Look at your name and say, it's time for a change. Of perspective. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God, please visit ShekinahGloryFC.com or download our church app from iTunes App Store or Google Play by searching Shekinah Glory FC and click Give to make your donation.